0: Hello and welcome back to the Two First Boxing Show episode 16, whether you're tuned in on YouTube, Facebook, uh, Spotify. Uh, Thank you very much for joining me today. Um, Obviously a little bit later than uh, we usually do these in the week. I like to try and get them out on Monday and Tuesday, uh, but been away for a few days. Um, Didn't really find the time to do it, um, which is a funny excuse when you're kind of away. But um, yeah, you know, just to kind of, chill out really and sort of re-energise uh, for the busy week ahead. A um, lot of boxing to kind of look forward to this weekend. And uh, yeah, we had some boxing going on over the weekend, uh IBF world title fight and a featherweight division between Kid Galahad and Jazza Dickens. Um, and uh, yeah, we've got some great action to look forward to this weekend. Although it's a shame because this is going to be the final week of fight camp and I would have liked to have seen a fourth week, I believe there was four weeks last year, um, which kind of culminated um, with Dillian White getting knocked out by Alexander Povetkin, there was real drama there, so I don't know if this is really going to live up to that, I think where the UK specifically had been starved from boxing for so long last year, um, it hasn't quite gotten there, Um, but yeah, we're going to talk obviously about uh, Kid Galahad versus Jazza Dickens. It's kind of the result that I think everyone was expecting. I think Kid Galahad has just gotten better and better and obviously so has Jazza Dickens. But Galahad's always just been that kind of a, a special talent in a lot of people's eyes. Uh, in the Ingle gym, he was always kind of the, the favourite in a way and um, was always the most praised in the gym. Um, and I think, you know, on Saturday night that he really just did go out there. And put his shots together nicely the switch hitting, I think is exactly what we kind of expected and uh, Yeah, it just kind of broke Jazza Dickens down I think it was very unfortunate for Jazza Dickens to suffer a cut in the first round and it seemed to you know Eventually just bother him and get worse and worse until they had to call it off in I believe the 11th round um, And yeah, you know, I think um I think Jazza Dickens can hold his head high, you know. He's had an unbelievable run recently. Um, and, you know, to go all the way to the top against a, a world-class fighter like Kid Galahad, um, you know, there's no uh, no misery in defeat. And, uh, yeah, I think he, he's done very, very well. I think Kid Galahad really has his options open. Um, I really think there's going to be a round robin um, between, you know, sort of Josh Warrington, Lee Wood, New Le Crown WBA champion, um, you've got Mauricio Lara, um, as well as many other um, very interesting fights in the featherweight division. If you were to ask me what I'd like to see next for Kidder Galahad, um, I'm not too sure. I, it's a bit of a difficult one. Um, I think the one that probably did stand out for me, which I think is just stands out for any you know pretty decent fighter, any world-class fighter that I want to see them fight, is Gary Russell Jr. I'd love, love, love to see... Um, Kid Galahad take on Gary Russell Jr. Um, you know, I think the unorthodox style of Kid Galahad against the sort of fast hands and movement of Gary Russell Jr. Uh, makes for a very entertaining fight. Um, yeah, I think there's uh, there's a, a, a lot of people who would want to see that fight. And uh, whether that's next or not, you know, he's just signed a new deal with Matram. I'm pretty sure he's got plenty of options which he can sit down with Eddie to discuss. And uh, wish him all the best for the future. What a win. Um, Now world champion. And uh, has done very well to get there. Um, Yeah, so that was the fight. What other stuff did we have happen? Um, We had a couple of bits of news. So we've got the Lomachenko versus Richard Comey. Which is a fight very close to being made. Obviously under Bob Arum's uh, promotional banner. uh, Top rank. Um, Yeah, I suppose we'll... I think everybody's kind of waiting or at least the American audience I'm not really too fussed about seeing Lopez Lomachenko too um, but a lot of people seem to be bothered um, about wanting to get that fight over the line as soon as possible and obviously Lopez um, his postponed clash with George Kambosos Jr uh, makes it a little bit irritating for those people who really want to see that rematch um, but yes I'm just really not too bothered I think you know Lopez kind of won that fight quite clearly don't really need to see a rematch. I'd rather see Lopez against Ryan Garcia, Javante Davis, uh, who were missing, Devin Haney. Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't know. Richard Comey, though, I suppose is a good. Um, what is the word? I don't, I don't really want to insult him. I think it's just that knockout of uh, Tio Fimo Lopez, um, or from Tio Fimo Lopez over Comey, is still very fresh in everyone's minds. Uh, it was a very good shot, and you can kind of question his chin but Lomachenko isn't really the sort of same style or anything like that as Lopez so I think you can expect a completely different fight um, but yeah no good fight to, to make considering the circumstances I think I'm still kind of expecting low-key for Lomachenko to go back down to super featherweight and have his have a go at the options there when I mean, you've got uh, Burchell uh, Oscar Valdez um, you know there's a lot of lot of good fights for him there. Um, just not too sure why he's pursuing this Mountain task really I think he's set the bar too high for himself in trying to take on all the best lightweights in the world um, all of them a lot younger a lot fresher um, and are Just naturally big for the weight whereas Lomachenko uh, not the biggest lightweight obviously he's moved all the way up from featherweight um, So yeah, just interesting interested to see if that fight gets made and uh, yeah, we'll talk about more about that fight if it um, goes ahead. I've had some, a lot of success um, at the Olympics, which has been fun to watch. I haven't tuned in too much because it's completely different. We're trying to watch the Olympics, to be honest. Um, so I've missed, you know, Yafai winning gold. Um, or I believe. It. No, actually, I did see sort like some highlights. Um, but Lauren Price winning gold. Um, that was a real shame to miss that. Uh, Fraser Clark, I believe, fought Jalilov. Um, which was a tough tough ask um, and Ben Whitaker, I've seen everything over social media um, where he was at first I think just kind of bitterly disappointed that he wasn't able to get the gold um, but yeah I think you know all of uh, Team GB you know I believe they've like set records and things like that um, fantastic display at uh, Tokyo 2020 and very much just looking forward to Whatever they decide to do next, I think a lot of them are looking to turn professional. Ben Whitaker and Yafai, um, most knowingly. I'm not too sure what the word is. Um, but those two, I believe, will turn pro very, very soon. They've uh, got very good connections, obviously. And I think um, they'll both be a real strong force in the professional game. Um, Pacquiao Spence. Pacquiao Spence is off. Um... Yeah, shocked. Shocked and annoyed, upset, I suppose. That was one of the best fights of the year that got made. Um and yeah, it's only a couple of weeks away. I think it was it, next weekend, I believe. Um, yeah, just a real shame, I suppose. Um it all happens because obviously Errol Spence uh didn't even know about this injury, apparently, but during a uh pre fight medical um revealed that he had a tear in his routine or a routine tear somehow you word that better, um, which has obviously forced him to withdraw from the fight, so it wasn't exactly as if anyone was pulling out the fight, um, and yeah, I believe, hopefully, they're going to reschedule it, Pacquiao still gets a fight, however, he's going to take on Dennis Ugas uh, for the WBA now the WA Super Champion, completely messy uh, scenario if you've been around long enough to uh, hear me rant about that, <laughs> that situation, um, but yeah, he takes on Yordano Gas, um, who's uh, you know proved himself to be a very good welterweight recently. Um, but coming against someone like Manny Pacquiao, it's going to be interesting. Um, and yeah, I suppose we'll talk a little bit more on that next week. Um, but just to see, just to let you guys know, obviously that's what's going on. And uh, yeah, I just feel a bit bad for both guys. Really, I feel bad, especially for Pacquiao and. Actually, I suppose it's equally for both. Pacquiao's kind of been there and done it and is a living legend in the sport. Errol Spence is still still looking for that defining fight. And I think Pacquiao would have been it. Um, so, yeah, I just really hope that we get to see that remade. Um, and, yeah, uh, I just look forward to, to still seeing Pacquiao in action, you know. He's, what, 42 years old? Um, still an incredible force and one of the top welterweights in the world. Um you know, you very rarely see it. Um, this caught my attention earlier today. Is uh, David Avenitian is going to face uh, Liam Taylor on October second? The purse bids were won by boxer, uh, formerly known as Ultimate Boxer, and uh, yeah, I don't really think that's the fight that everybody was expecting for David Avanishian. Um Liam Taylor, you know, fought Chris Jenkins what a couple of years ago. Many years ago, uh, now he fought Tyrone Nurse. Um, Has never really succeeded at domestic level, but had a brilliant win over Darren Tetley in a very close fight where he was able to knock him down and Tetley kind of uh, creeping back up on the scorecards. But just edged him out, Taylor did. And uh, yeah, it's for the European title. So I guess we'll we'll see that at some time in October. Um, Obviously still to be confirmed and everything, but that's what all the sources seem to be saying. Um, Hopefully Abaneshian can kind of, with the boxer platform, put on a statement kind of win and uh, yeah, I think if he does that then he definitely deserves his kind of um, time in the limelight really Uh, I think he really wanted a big fight, I think everyone was uh, gunning for him to get a big fight and hopefully we'll see that uh, come a good victory on October 2nd, that's a small kind of prediction um, I think it is a little bit of a mismatch to be honest I'm not too sure uh, what the European board is really thinking there but we'll just have to wait and see I hope it's be proven wrong I really do um, we're gonna move on obviously to this weekend's fights Um have got the final uh, fight camp uh, event this weekend and it's been a shame because obviously the last two have really been pissing it down uh, weather-wise but we have Joshua Buatzi uh, versus Ricard Belotniks. Um, real good step up for Joshua Bu- uh, Buatzi. Um, people have been kind of waiting for that for a very long time. He was meant to face Blake Caparello. That fight fell through. Um, but yeah, I think this is the right time for Buatzi. And I think it's going to end up being um, a very entertaining fight. Um, You kind of have to pit the kind of the brilliance of Joshua Boazzi and the pedigree and the amateurs um, against the kind of the really good run of Ricard's Balotniks. It was a sensation, really, in the golden contract, Um, you know, knocked out Stephen Ward, uh, then went on to outpoint Jose Burton, who many kind of picked as a favourite to win the entire tournament. and then finished it off with a little dusting of uh, Serge Michel. Uh, so yeah, I think, you know, this is the kind of fight that Bolotniks kind of deserves. Um, Bwetsi is quite a big name in the UK, I believe. Um, always, I like to think so. I'm not saying I believe, but yeah, I like to think that people consider him a big draw. Um, it's never really an adult fight, even though there can be mismatches, but um, always looks for the knockout and always, you know, succeeds in doing so. Um unbelievable power in his fists and I think um that against Bolotniks will be very interesting to see because we haven't seen Bolotniks really hurt in his last few fights. Um so <sighs> whether Buratsi can kind of stop Bolotniks, um I'm not too sure. I mean he should have the con- the quality and the um you know uh Forgotten his name, Virgil Hunter in his corner um, to kind of help him out of that scenario. Um, any tricky scenarios that they may encounter, and uh, yeah, I think he could could potentially stop Balotniks, but I'm gonna say it will go to points. Um, Bolotniks has just shown that kind of teak toughness in his last few fights and hasn't looked bothered at all. So it is a it is a hard one to pick, but I think my prediction would be that Bulatsi is gonna take this one on points this weekend. Um, but then again, a lot of my predictions are wrong, so who knows. Um, I'd like to see the stoppage, but I don't know, Maybe I need to look a little bit more into Balotniks before uh, that fight happens um, Maybe there's a chink in his armor somewhere that they've kind of spotted which they can uh, expose um, However, we have got on to the US fights. Uh, we've got Casimiro versus Rigondeaux um, seen some very interesting stuff today and yesterday regarding this fight um you know talking you've got kind of one end which is like oh rickendale still is too old but then the other is kind of like rickendale may be old but the quality and uh what he can kind of uh, kerfuffle i think is a good word uh Katamiro with um is going to be really interesting um i think the straight left from Rigo is going to be a very um, is going to be a key factor in this fight. I think depending on how much he can really sort of use that, he has got brilliant footwork, um, can kind of move around Casimiro's shots. And uh, I think what you notice with Casimiro is that a lot of his kind of knockout punches, um, a lot of people were saying that you know you kind of um, fixate on his stoppage of Zelaya Tete, um, which you know really did come out of nowhere. Um, I think he was putting in the work in, but it was just very sudden. Um, A lot of people kind of fixate on that but if you go back even further to Charlie Edwards who um, I know was uh, potentially not ready for that fight um, but is you know if you look at the fighter that he's grown into and the pedigree that he had in the amateurs um, I think it's very important to look at but the punches that Casemiro tends to land are on the inside that's where he generates all his power so whether if Rigo is going to force him on the outside like I think we really expect him to do I think you might see Casemiro maybe struggle and trying to walk into a shot every now and then. And I think Rigo may just catch him. Um, you know, And this is a, a bit of a gamble, I suppose. I'll really have to look into it a little bit more before I place my bets. Um, but whether he stops him or not, I mean, I don't know. The, the, the odds on Rigo are really good. Um, they're definitely expecting Casemiro to pretty much walk through um, this kind of old veteran now. It feels weird to say that. Um, because he hasn't really had the defining fights in my eyes. Um, I think there is there is a lot of potential for Rigondale to get the upset here, which sounds crazy. Um, and yeah, I think he will do it. I really think he will. But whether he stops him or not, I'm not too sure. We know Rigandale has a hell of a lot of power um, as well, considering that he's stepped down from super bantamweight to bantamweight. Um whether that's a good move at his age, um, not too sure. But I, um, I've i seen him absolutely destroy guys in the past and I don't think we should be writing him off uh, this weekend. I really think that he could uh, just spring me upset and uh, potentially step Casemiro late on. Um, it just really depends how smart Casemiro is going to play this. If he tries to force it on the inside too much, I think the, the brilliance of Rigondel is going to take those tools away from him use his footwork and just kind of smash him every now and then and uh, I think that will eventually take its toll and if it goes that way I think Rigondel will stop him Uh, if not I think Rigondel will get the nod uh, on the scorecards for sure Um, so yeah thank you very much for tuning in I think that's everything for today Uh, If you're on YouTube or Facebook, please be sure to leave a like, uh, comment something from me down below. And be sure to subscribe if you're on YouTube, follow the page on Facebook. If you're on Spotify, thank you very much for listening. I do uh, apologise that I can sometimes ramble on or just kind of lose my train of thought. That does tend to happen. But yeah, thank you very much. I've now got another podcast to do. So I will see you next week. Uh, Enjoy this weekend's boxing. And uh, yeah, see you then.